Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Uh, it's great to be with you this morning. My name's Pat. I'm one of the elders here at Light Church. Uh, today, uh, the message is, in, is called Don't Watch the Wind, and it's about our relationship with risk. And I don't believe that God has called us to play it safe. I think he wants us to continue to step out in faith, and I don't think we can do that without taking risks. So if you want to read, open your Bibles, we're going to turn to Ecclesiastes and, uh, and read from chapter 11. So Ecclesiastes is a small book in the Old Testament. It's just to the left of Isaiah and the right of Proverbs. So I'll give you a couple of moments to find there. And we're in Ecclesiastes 11, uh, verses 1 to 6. And it says this, Ship your grain across the sea. After many days you may receive a return. In, invest in seven ventures, yes in eight. You do not know what disaster might come upon the land. If the clouds are full of water, they pour rain on earth. Whether a tree lies to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, that's where it will lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you don't know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle. For you do, not know, you do not know what will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. So before we, we dive in, let's just pray. So Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you want us to grow. You want us to be encouraged this morning. So Father, we just pray that you'll soften our hearts and open our ears to what you've got to say to us this morning. We just pray this and we ask it in your name. Amen. Cool, so as I said, this, this message this morning is called uh, Don't Watch the Wind. Don't let things go by. Don't let the opportunity pass you by. And unlike Dan, I don't have lots of stories from my childhood um, where I've kind of got into misdemeanors and scrapes and stuff like this. So this, this morning, this story is made up. But if you want to kind of picture yourself in this particular uh, scenario, so just imagine you're a single traveler You've been hiking across the desert for many days and your water has completely run dry. You know you've not got long uh, to live and if you don't find any water. But in the distance you see this uh, old cabin and as you approach this cabin you see that there's this old rusty pump at the back of this abandoned cabin. And then when you get closer to the pump there's a little tin can with a note in it. And the note inside says, Dear Stranger, this well has never run dry, but the pump needs to be primed in order to bring up the water. Under the white rock behind you, I have buried a jar of water away from the sun. There is enough water in that jar to prime the pump. You have to pour half of it down the pump and wait. And then a few seconds later, you, par you pour the rest of the water and begin to pump. When you've finished, Please fill the jar and put it back where you found it for the next traveller. Have faith and believe. So if you were that lonely traveller, desperate for water, and you stumbled across, across this cabin with this rusty old pump, and you've dug up this jar of water, what would you do? 
Would you drink it or would you pour every last drop into the pump? Would you take the risk, not just for you, but for the people that might come by the next day or in weeks and months to come? What would you do? And that's what we wanna, we're looking at this morning is looking at risk and our relationship to risk. And it's interesting at the moment because we are living through very unusual and very uncertain times. No one could have predicted this year. I certainly wouldn't have thought I'd be sat in my living room delivering uh, a message at the beginning of the year. And as a church, we haven't met physically for, for nearly six months now. So our lives and our routines look, look very different. And sometimes the most obvious response to uncertainty is to play it safe, is to remain in our own securities, to remain in our own comfort. But as a church, we believe that God has got so much more, got so much more for you and so much more for us as a church. And God isn't calling us to play it safe. God is calling us to step out in faith. And the reason I know this is because the Bible is full of risk takers. Let's just look at a couple of them. So Esther, she confronted the king, risking her life for the freedom of her people. And there's a famous verse in the book of Esther where she says, if I perish, I perish. So Esther was willing to risk her life for the freedom of her people. Then we've got Rahab, who risked her life to spy for Joshua and to hide Joshua's men. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego stood before the fiery furnace and said, even if God does not deliver us, be it known to you that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image. And then Paul, Paul risked his life, he risked imprisonment uh, for sharing the gospel. And I think what these stories and many other like it in the Bible um, show us and tell us that it's right to risk for the cause of God. God doesn't tend it does, God doesn't intend for us to know everything. God doesn't intend for us to know what's coming next. But he doesn't want our response to that uncertainty to be that of paralysis or uncertainty or for the love of our own security. He doesn't want us to show excessive caution. So this morning I've got three points. Uh, the first point, if you're taking note, is that we are, call, we are called to take risks boldly but wisely. We just look at the first two verses in, uh, in Ecclesiastes 11. It says, ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So this book is commonly uh, acknowledged that it was written by Solomon. And he opens up with this kind of analogy and this example that was, was going to be quite relevant to his audience and the people that were listening and reading at the time. It kind of talks about uh, shipping your grain across the sea. Other versions of uh, this particular passage say, uh, you know, cast your bread upon the water. And in Solomon's days, merchants, that's how merchants would make a living. They would ship their goods, their grain across the sea and they would have absolutely no guarantee of any return whatsoever. You know, many ships were wrecked, there was a lot more piracy, captains were dishonest, they didn't have insurance to fall back on, they didn't have big expensive um, security companies to rely on. But the risk was worth it because the reward was great. And I think when people assess risk, they, they think about three different things. They first think, what's the potential loss? 
what's the probability of loss, and then finally, what's the potential benefit? What's the reward? And I think what Solomon is saying in this particular passage, or these particular verses, is don't put all your eggs in one basket. So the wise farmer would put all of his grain, or wouldn't put all of his grain onto just one ship. Instead, he would put his grain onto seven, or maybe even eight, as it says in verse two. He would diversify, he would, he would try to minimize his risk, reducing his probability and the potential for loss. So I don't think God is calling us to take risks aimlessly. We are to be prepared and to be prepared, prepared to do God's work. And it says, you know, the, a famous passage in Ephesians 6 when we talk about the armour of God, a part of it says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So God isn't calling us to, to, to take aimless risks. God is calling us to be prepared so when the time comes to take risks, uh, we are ready to do so. And he's calling us to put on our full armour of God, to stand in the truth of what he has called us to be and who he says that we are. So we aren't to take aimless risks, we are to be prepared to do God's work. And secondly, we need to be prepared to be patient as well. And being patient, for those that know me well, is not something I'm particularly great at or even particularly fond at. But I think as I've got older, I've realised that God teaches you a lot in the waiting. Uh, once you've made that step of faith, once that you've um, you know, decided to take that risk for God, quite often nothing happens. And I've, I've been in situations where I've undenard and gone over and over and over the different scenarios and the different outcomes that could be and I've decided to eventually take that risk and then nothing happens. Days, weeks, sometimes even months go by and actually, when I look back at those times in my life, I realise that God was teaching me more in the waiting than he was in the actual end result. So we have to be prepared to be patient as well as being prepared to step up and step out in faith. I was going to read a, a passage from James chapter 5. It says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for his land to yield its, its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord is coming near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door, standing at the door. And that's James 5. And just as a bit of a side note, I find it interesting that James links being impatient with having a bit of a moan and having a bit of a grumble. So clearly these two are related. You know, the inability to be patient and the attitude of complaining are related. And although that's not one of the main points this morning, I think it's an interesting side note that um, if you're not patient, if, you don't, if you're not showing patience, one of the ways that you could, that is outplayed is the fact that you start moaning, you start complaining. And that was very much my experience as a, as a younger Christian is that I ex you know, stepped out in faith, I took that risk and I didn't have the patience. So I was moaning, I was complaining, I was, um, you know, I, I was doubting that God was going to come through for me. And because of that, um, you're at the point where you're suddenly doubting your faith. And actually, God is calling us to be patient. God is calling us to step out and to be patient. 
So to summarize that point, I think that Jesus-centered risk-taking requires three things. Number one, it requires commitment to ship your grain across the seas. There's no point having really good grain um, stood, uh, stuck in a warehouse or a storehouse um, because you're too afraid to ship it across the seas because you could potentially lose it. So you have to commit to doing it in the first place. The second thing is you've got to have faith for you may see a return. There is no guarantee that you'll see a return. You ship your grain across the seas for you may see a return. Not that you will see a return. And that's what faith is. And the third is patience. Ship your grain across the seas for you may see a return after many days. So unless there's an element of risk in what we do for God, there's actually not a lot of need for faith. The second point is drop the excuses and just do it now. Verses 3 and 4 say, When the clouds are full of water, it rains. When the wind blows down a tree, it lies where it falls. Don't sit there watching the wind. Do your work. Don't stare at the clouds. Get on with your life. So what this passage, this, these couple of verses are saying is, some things are inevitable. Clouds do bring rain. Trees will lie exactly where they fall. And Solomon is warning us against not taking risks because of the fear of these occurrences. Saying that people won't sow their seed because they fear that the wind might blow it away. Well, guess what? It might blow it away. Or they're worried about harvesting their crops because it might rain. Well, guess what? It could rain. And I think if you apply this to like a church scenario, it's like having loads of people with a lot of potential, but that potential not being used. Or a load of grain, but just keeping it in the storehouse and letting it rot. If you're not prepared um, to take the risk and actually to do something, then all that potential that God has placed in you or placed in the people around you is gonna be lost. So sometimes to get, when you're trying to do something positive, something negative happens. But what we can't do is sit, uh, sit through our entire life on our hands just because something bad might happen, just because something unexpected might happen. We can't wait for ideal conditions to take spiritual risks because it will never happen. And quite often, ideal conditions, we only realise they're ideal after the, after the fact. We probably won't even realise that at the time. So particularly at the moment in this, you know, these unprecedented times during this pandemic, it's very easy to, to blame those in certain times. It's very easy just to pretend or, or to, to defer back to the fact that we're in a pandemic and not be trusting God or not stepping out in faith. And what I love about our church is that our church during this time have stepped up. You know, our community care response was us as a church stepping up and we've been noticed because of that. People in the community, leaders and individuals and councils and, and everything else have, have realised that we put our money where our mouth is when it, when it counted. And we stood up for the people of this community and I think that's awesome. I think the team have done a fantastic job 
in doing that, but it's very easy. It would have been very easy just to blame the circumstances and sat on our, our hands and gone, well, it's a little bit too dangerous right now. It's a little bit too risky to go out and do, it, do that shopping or walking that, that lady's dog or picking up that prescription. We could have made those excuses, but we didn't. We took that risk. And it's interesting because this, you know, this passage of six verses talk about disaster, talk about loss, talk about risk, talk about uncertainty, as it's something that we'll always face. It isn't just specific to this particular time. You know, Solomon wrote that, these verses because it's something that we as individuals, as, hum as humanity, we are always going to be dealing with. So no matter what precautions that you might take, or no matter what planning you might put in place, there are some things that you're never gonna be able to control. So God is calling us to live by faith, to step out, even when we don't know what we're stepping into. So our job, you know, is for those of us that have been Christians a while or even a short amount of time, realize that this is a two-way relationship. Our job is to take the risk and then we are to leave the results we've got. And I appreciate that that's easier to say um, than it is necessarily to do. Particularly if you're a natural warrior or, or you suffer from things like anxiety or, or potentially stress. But in the previous two verses, Solomon talks about being prepared to do God's work and having the patience to do God's work. And I believe they're good antidotes to, to worry and to stress. Because being prepared means that you're um, you're putting on your armour of God every day. Being patient is that you're trusting in God, that God has got a plan for you and he's going to deliver that plan for you. And as I said before, like a couple of years ago, I was in a, in a situation where I, I felt that God was asking me to step out. I felt that God was asking me to risk a lot of things that were dear to me. And I did it. And I felt it was, I felt convicted to do it. But it got harder before God, it got harder before it got better. And again, looking back at that time, looking back at that period, I can see God all the way through that. But at the time, I, I couldn't. At the time, what was happening was, was, con, was consuming and, and I was anxious because I was questioning whether, I, whether God had asked me to step out, whether God had asked me to take that risk. But I look back and now and I go, no, God was asking me to be patient and he was working it all out in the way that I would never be able to work out, the way that I would never have been able to do it on my own strength or in my own strength. So God wasn't calling me to solve the problem. God was calling me to, make the, to take the risk and then he sorted the result. And I think that's the thing that sometimes we take the risk and then we try and control the end, the end result as well. And our job as a Christian is to take that risk. It's to be bold and it's to be wise in taking that risk, but our job is to take that risk and to leave the results we've got. And the third point is that we're never gonna know everything. Verses five and six say, as you don't know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally as well. So I think what Solomon is saying here is, look, 
there's going to be things that you're never going to understand. But you've got to be cool with that. But also you've got to not let that stop you from doing anything. So I, I read that passage and go, do you know what, my responsibility as a Christian is to take care of, the, of my responsibilities today. That's, that's what I can do. That's my role in this, is to take care of what God has put in front of me right now and today. So our job is to get busy and do something for God, even though we don't know exactly how it might turn out. So we don't need to know right now how it's gonna turn out. Because as I was saying before, God might be teaching us something in the process rather than in the end result anyway. So we need to sow no matter what the outcome looks like, no matter what the immediate future looks like. And we have to be okay with the fact that we might never know or might never see the results of our work or the results of our labor or the results of our risk taking. We might never see that. You know, it could be in a day, it could be in a month, but it might not even be in our lifetime. And God is asking us to be okay with that and to do it anyway. So really, this passage for me, I, I read it and I go, there's absolutely no excuse for someone that calls themselves a Christian to live a dull, boring, passionless life. But we also have to be okay with the fact that we might fail every now and again. And I think failure is some is possibly the main reason why people don't take that risk. What would it look like if this goes wrong? What will these people think if I do that? What would happen if I did I I took this risk and I lost everything? And like I said at the beginning, God isn't calling us to make aimless, unwise risks. God is calling us to be prepared and he's asking us to be bold and he's asking us to be patient when we do take those risks. And I believe if we are fully prepared and, and in tune with what God's asking us to do, then whatever the outcome of the risk that we take, it will be for our better. Whether it's the outcome we expect or whether it's the process in which we are learning, I'm convinced that, that God is asking us to step out for our personal growth and maybe the personal growth of the people around us, but also our collective growth as a church. So there's that famous uh, saying, isn't there, that failure, failure is only certain if you don't try. And I think ultimately this is what Solomon is saying here is you'll only, failure is only certain if you actually don't give it a go. Um, you know, and it's not saying that when you do do something and when you do step out, it won't fail because that's the risk. That's what faith is, right? So if something is not a risk, then it doesn't really require faith. So if something is not a risk, it doesn't really require faith. And I think the scriptures are so clear on, on, um, on this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says that in Hebrews 11, verse 6. And a risk-free life is therefore a faithless life. A risk-free life is a victory-free life. It means a life of surrender and a, a life of mediocre in a way that that's kind of like the worst life at all, uh, of all. So if we don't have faith in God, going back to that story at the beginning, it's as if we walked up to that well, we dug up the jar of water and we just drank the jar of water instead of priming the pump. 
And that story is a very simple story about risk and reward and belief and, and faith. Because drinking the water from the jar might give us what we need in the short term. It, in fact, it probably will give us what we need in the short term. But very quickly, it will limit our future. It might, it might satisfy us in a few moments, but very quickly, it will start to limit our future. And the water will be gone, and there'll be no more. And in a way, that's a bigger risk in itself because you have no idea of the next opportunity that you might have to drink that water. But priming the pump, priming the pump with that jar of water, there's a risk. There's a risk that you might not get anything at all. There's a risk that the, the pump might have completely rusted up. There's a risk that that letter might have been left as a prank. There's a risk that actually now the, that well has run dry. But what you've got is a little note that says, we'll get all we need and more, but we just have to trust it. And as Christians, we get a little note, or we get quite a big note. We get God's word. And God's word promises that we'll never go thirsty again. There's a, um, a, a famous story in John 4 where Jesus is, is speaking to a woman at the well. And in John 4.13 it says, Jesus answers, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So be, be honest with yourselves. Like, what would you drink from the jar? Or do you drink from the jar? Do you sit there and watch the wind? Are you waiting for that perfect moment? Because we're all called to be prepared for God's work and we're told to be patient, but we're also called to take risks and to step out in faith. And as I was preparing this, I heard a great quote and the quote said, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. And you might be thinking, well, what can I invest? You could invest your time, your talents, your, maybe even your treasure. Risking your time, risking your talent, risking your treasure. Is God calling you to step out into something this morning? And maybe if you don't call yourself a Christian, are you willing to take that risk that Jesus is who he says he is? Jesus is the son of God that died for you, that died for your sins. And that by surrendering and trusting in, in him, you'll have everything you'll ever need. The well will, not, will never run dry. You'll never be thirsty again. And if that is you, we'd love to pray with you this morning. We'd love for you to get in touch. Uh, Dan and Grace are going to jump up in a moment um, to give you information about how you can get in touch, but we'd love to pray with you. Um, and we'd love um, to hear from you. If you've got feedback or you want to be part of our church, then please, uh, please drop us a line. But let's just, as we finish, let's just close in prayer. So Father, we thank you for your words, for your direction and your reminders 
that you are the Lord of Lord, Lords and you are the King of Kings. Help us to become a church of bold and wise risk takers. A church that lives by faith and not by our own means. We ask for more patience and help us to be prepared daily and to step out in faith to be the people that you've called us to be. We thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.